Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit, that when we come together online and worship you and sing songs and spend time in your presence, we can sense your presence. We can sense your comfort and your affirmation for us. And Lord, today as we come to the Word of God, we come with hearts wide open, ready to receive. So Holy Spirit, speak to us today through this message. Give us a practical application so we can see change in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to encourage you. I, I believe I have a word from the Lord for us as a church. And that's a very simple word, a word of encouragement to you. It's the words that Jesus gave to his own disciples. Take courage. Take courage. What do you do in times of turbulence? Jesus said, take courage. And I want to share a few stories with you of the disciples and the Apostle Paul who faced turbulence in their life and what they did. How they got to the other side and reached their destination by taking courage. So we're going to look at a couple of stories in the Gospels. The first one is in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Beginning with verse 35, the scripture says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind. There were other boats that also followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. And Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, listen to what he did. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. The scripture says suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then Jesus asked his disciples, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. They said amongst themselves, who is this man? They asked him, they asked each other and, and said, even the wind and waves obey him. Well, in this story, it's a great story. Jesus was going to the other side with his disciples because they were on assignment. What was on the other side of the lake of Gennesaret? What was on the other side of that storm? What was on the other side of that turbulence? Well, there was a man, a maniac in Gadara, a man possessed by the devil who created a lot of turmoil in the community there. When they got to the other side, Jesus ministered to him and set him free. As a result of that, he, would, he went and began to publish the goodness of God, what God did for him through the hands and life of Jesus. The Bible records that this man went throughout Decapolis, a city of ten, and published the good news. So we can see here that the disciples and Jesus were on assignment to go to the other side. What's on the other side for us? There's healings, there's miracles, there's the goodness of God on display, there's a greater manifestation of the presence and power of God. We are on assignment. I want you to know that you're part of something big. 
If you're a part of International Family Church, if you're a partner here, a dream teamer here, you've connected yourself with us, you've attached yourself to this company, International Family Church, I want you to know you are part of a bigger assignment, bigger than yourself. We're all part of a great assignment, and that assignment is the publishing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where did this turbulence come from? It certainly didn't come from God. God the Father spoke to Jesus and gave him instruction to go to the other side. Jesus got in the boat with his disciples and says, boys, we're going to the other side. Where did that storm come from? Where did the turbulence come from? It certainly didn't come from the Father. It came from our adversary, Satan himself. And so the first lesson we see in, in this story is how did Jesus handle the turbulence? What did he do? Well, he stood up in the boat and he spoke to the unseen forces that were at play. And then he spoke to what could be seen. He spoke to the wind. You can't see wind. And he spoke to the waves. Obviously, the waves could be seen. So Jesus stood up in the boat and he exercised his authority and he spoke to the unseen realm. He rebuked fear. He rebuked the unseen forces, and then he spoke peace to the situation that they were facing. Here's a great lesson that we learn on how to handle turbulence. God has given us authority in the name of Jesus, and when turbulence strikes our household, it's time for us to stand up and speak to the spirit of fear. It's time for us to stand up and speak to the circumstances in our life. Peace, be still. That's what Jesus did. That's how he handled turbulence. That's what enabled him to cross over to the other side and fulfill the assignment the Father had given him. And so what a beautiful illustration that we as believers, we have authority in the name of Jesus and it's important for us to exercise that authority in the storm, to stand up in the midst of turbulence and speak to those unseen forces and to speak peace to the circumstances that are around us. Well, you know, Jesus was with his disciples for about two years at this point in time and notice the response in the disciples when they saw this took place. They were terrified. And they said amongst themselves, who is this guy? They had yet to have a revelation of who Jesus is and who Jesus was to them. They didn't realize who they were dealing with. They were just getting acquainted with Jesus. You and I today, we have a revelation. We know who Jesus is. We know the authority that we have in Him because we have His Word and we can receive that understanding as we meditate upon the Word that we as believers, we have authority in the name of Jesus. Well, let's pick up another story. We can move ahead another year. And again, a similar story take place. This time, instead of Jesus going to the other side for ministry, he sent his disciples ahead of him to go to the other side of the lake. And we pick this story up in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 to 31. And it reads, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. 
In their fear they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid. He said, Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But, verse 30 says, When Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out to him and grabbed him and said, You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him and said, You really are the Son of God. Here's a very similar story, just like a year prior, when Jesus was going over to the other side with his disciples. He was in the boat. This time the disciples were sent ahead of Jesus. And as they were going to the other side, lo and behold, turbulence came. The storm came. They were on assignment again to go to the other side of the lake. And there we would see Jesus performing miracles and healings. People would come from all about to hear Jesus, to receive healing, to experience miracles. Again, what was on the other side of that turbulence? There was the assignment that God had for Jesus and His disciples. Where did that turbulence come from? Well, again, it didn't come from the Father. It came from Satan himself. Why does turbulence come? Well, because it, it, comes, it comes to us because we have an assignment. We have a Jesus assignment to go to the other side, to be a blessing to our world. From the neighborhood to the nations, God has called us to be a blessing to our world, to publish and declare the good news of Jesus Christ, to bring healing to sick bodies, to bring restoration to relationships, families, marriages, and so on and so forth. That's our assignment. And if you're a part of International Family Church, you're part of an assignment that's bigger than you. But notice again what took place. What did Jesus do? Jesus told Peter, step out on the water and walk. What was Peter listening for? He was listening for the voice of Jesus. It's interesting to me to note that it was probably very dark in the storm. And they said, we see a ghost. They couldn't probably see clearly who that was walking on water. So Peter asked, I need to hear his voice. So he asked the Lord, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come and walk on the water. And when he heard the voice of Jesus, he knew it was the voice of the Lord. And so he stepped out. And so we should congratulate Peter for that bold step, that bold move. He followed the voice of the Lord. But notice, when he saw the wind and the waves, he got in fear. And aren't you glad that Jesus didn't let him sink? But immediately the scripture says he reached out and grabbed him and pulled him back up. There's a very important lesson I want to, we can get a couple of lessons from this story, but the lesson I want to bring out of this is that Peter heard the voice of God and responded to it. How do we handle turbulence when it comes? We need to be listening for the voice of God. God's voice in our life has a calming effect. 
God's voice in our life has a, has a way of bringing assurance and comfort to us that enables us to be bold and to step out when all the circumstances look contrary to us. So here's the second lesson I see in this story is listen for the voice of God in your life. You know, God is always speaking to us. We just need to put our listening ears on and listen for his voice. And so when what enabled Peter to step out of the boat? He heard the voice of God. Was when Peter stepped out of the boat, was he stepping on a calm, glassy surface? No, the, the winds were blowing and there were waves. He was stepping out into turbulence. So we should congratulate Peter for that bold step. He heard the voice of God and he stepped out. And though he didn't get all the way to Jesus, he began to sink because he got into fear. Jesus in his mercy reached out and pulled him up. Listen, don't be afraid to step out when God speaks to you. All the circumstances don't have to be in order. They don't have to be all calm. They don't have to be just perfect. You need to step out and obey God. Listen for his voice and step out and know that he will not let you down. Well, I think Peter's challenge is a challenge that we all deal with. We all deal with fear. We all deal with getting our eyes off Jesus and on the circumstances. That's what Peter did. But aren't you glad that Jesus will never let you down? He'll never let you fail. He'll never let you falter. He'll always pick you up when you stumble. Thank God for that. Well, we see a very powerful promise that Jesus made in John 16, verse 33. It's a promise we've quoted many times, and I want to read it to you from the Amplified Bible. Jesus told his disciples, now, he was presenting this just before a tremendous amount of turbulence would come into the disciples' lives. They were about to see their master, their rabbi, their teacher that they followed for three and a half being hauled off to be judged, to be persecuted, to be crucified. Man, what a time of turbulence it was. And so Jesus prepared the, prepared the disciples and he said this in John chapter 16, verse 33. And I'm reading this from the Amplified Version. It says, In the world... You have tribulation and trials, distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, be undaunted. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and I have conquered it for you. Wow, that's a, just an incredible promise that Jesus gave to his disciples just prior to a most turbulent time in their life. I mean, Peter denied the Lord three times. The disciples were scattered. After that, they were in hiding, fearing for their own life that they would be next. It was a time of turbulence, and Jesus gave them a promise to hang on to. We have a promise that we can hang on to today. Jesus is in our boat. Jesus is in our church. Jesus is in our home. He is with us. He is for us. In fact, because we have a new covenant, He is in us. I like what John said, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. With God who is for us, who can be against us? John 16, 33, Jesus said, be of good cheer, the King James says. In other translations said, be of good comfort. 
Well, the word be of good cheer and be of good comfort, you find those phrases in the Gospels, all means to take courage. Church, what is Jesus saying to us today? In the midst of all the adversity, in the midst of all the turbulence going on in our world today, He is saying, take courage. Be of good cheer. Be of good comfort. Amen. He said, I have deprived the power that's in the world, Satan's power, to have any effect on your life. We have to be certain. We have to be undaunted. We have to have confidence. How do we get to that place? We have to follow those lessons we learned in the Gospels with the disciples. Number one, know your authority in Christ and speak to the circumstances around you. Speak to the unseen forces, especially speak to fear. Rebuke fear out of your life. If you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with trouble getting to sleep at night, man, there's a spirit of fear at work in your life. You need to take authority over that. No one else is going to do that for you because Jesus gave you the authority to stand up in your dark hour, to stand up in the midst of your turbulence and to speak to fear to speak to uncertainty, to speak to those unseen forces. Yes, to speak to the devil, your adversary, those unclean spirits, or that spirit of fear. Whatever's trying to trouble you, you have authority over it. And as we see Jesus demonstrating to the disciples, stand up in your boat, stand up in your situation, be bold, be confident, take courage and use your authority that Jesus has given you. You have been graced. God's grace is sufficient for us. He's given us His name, His Spirit, His Word. We should take courage in times of adversity, in times of turbulence. Well, we move on in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, and we see Paul, who is one who faced turbulence many times over. In his missionary journeys, journeys he had three missionary journeys, and now he was taking one more journey to Rome to present the gospel to the highest levels of authority in the Roman Empire. What an opportunity. What an assignment that Paul had from the Lord. And so we pick up the story that Paul was under the guard of a Roman centurion to be transported to Caesar's household. And in this time, Paul... Now, one thing you need to know about the Apostle Paul, he was a man of prayer. He was a man of prayer. He knew the voice of the Holy Spirit in his life, and he was perceptive of what God wanted to do and how God wanted to use him. And so here he is, under guard, ready to take sail, and he perceives something about this voyage. We pick this story up in Acts chapter 27. Let me get there. In verse 10, uh, you can read the entire story. I'm not going to read the entire story for you. But in verse 10, we pick up the story and Paul is telling the captain and leaders of the ship. He said in verse 10, men, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Yes, there's shipwreck, loss of cargo and danger to our lives as well. Well, that word believe, I like the King James Version. It says, Paul said, I perceive. Paul perceives something. Listen, you can't perceive what's ahead in your life if you don't cultivate an attitude and a spirit of prayer. Paul was certainly a man of prayer. 
And the way he prayed, he prayed in the Holy Spirit. He prayed out the plans and the purposes of God. Paul placed a premium on praying in the Holy Spirit. And so because he had a prayer life, he was perceptive of what was ahead. And so he told the ship, he told the captain of the ship and the crewmen of the ship, he says, guys, I perceive there's trouble ahead. There's going to be shipwreck. There's going to be loss of cargo. Cargo. There's going to be danger to our lives as well. Well, of course, the captain of the ship, the centurion and others didn't pay attention to what Paul had to say. Circumstances seemed to be okay. The weather seemed fine as they looked out of the harbor into the ocean. Seemed like, oh, everything's fine. We're set to go. And so they didn't listen. They began to proceed with their journey. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, there came a storm. Well, what we would call a nor'easter. And when that nor'easter hit, they lost control of the ship. And they were caught in the storm for several days. It had gotten so bad, they had to start ditching all the cargo in the ship. And even certain vessels, certain parts of the ship, gear that was used for the ship also was being thrown overboard. It got so bad after several days, they had no food left. The crew members were in despair. They were hungry. I mean, they were at the end of their rope. They didn't know what to do. But there was someone on that ship that had an assignment. That someone was the Apostle Paul. God had a, an assignment for him to go to Rome to present the gospel to the highest place of authority in the Roman Empire. And so we pick up again in verse 21, Paul calls the crew to, together. Here they are, they're at the end of their rope. There's no hope left for them. They think this is it, we're going under, we're going to die. And Paul called the crew together in verse 21, and then he said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have, you would have avoided all this damage and loss. But notice what he says in verse 22. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood by me. And he said, Paul, don't be afraid, for you will surely stand before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage. Now listen to what Paul says. He says, take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. That's the place you and I need to get to. When facing turbulence, we need to take courage. We need to hear the voice of God speaking to us. We need to hear the promises of God speaking to us so that we can stand up in the midst of that turbulence and say, I believe God. I believe it will be just as God said. Paul was convinced of it. Why? Because he knew the voice of God in his life. Let me encourage you. If you're still getting acquainted with the voice of God, where does that, how do we get acquainted with the voice of God? Where does that begin? It begins in our prayer life. It begins by yielding to the Holy Spirit and praying out the plans and purposes of God 
Thank God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit where He enables us to speak supernaturally a language that we don't understand, but God understands. A language that we don't know what we're declaring, but God knows what we're declaring. We're declaring mysteries. We're declaring the plans and purposes of God. And as we pray, it will line us up to head in the direction to fulfill our assignment. That's what Paul did. He was a man of prayer and he was acquainted to the voice of God. And right in the midst of that turbulence, he heard the Spirit of God speak. God spoke to him through an angel and said, Take courage, Paul. You're going to go to the other side. And so, IFC, I want to encourage you to take courage. Hear the voice of God in your life. Pray and listen for His voice to affirm you, to confirm to you His plan and His purpose for your life. Don't get caught up in the storm. Don't get stuck in a rut, but pray and hear the voice of God, and He will take you to the other side. Praise God. I love this phrase that, that Paul said. It speaks of confidence. He said, to the God whom I belong. Guess what? We belong to God. We're His sheep, and He's our good shepherd. I love the promise that Jesus gave us in John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Jesus said, yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. Now the margin of my Bible in the New Living Translation says, He will find safety. Let me read it that way. Jesus said, Those who come in through me will find safety. They will come and go freely and will find good pasture. Verse 10, we've heard this quote a lot. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You've got to know that God has your best interests at heart and that He will bring you to your destination. Again, Jesus said in John 10, 27, He said, My sheep listen to my voice. Boy, that's so important. God is always speaking. Are you listening? We have the ability to hear the voice of God in our life. We're born again. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. God has given us ears to hear what He is saying to us. What's important is, are you praying? Are you listening? Are you taking time in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of turbulence? Get quiet. Listen for God's voice. Spend time feeding on the Word of God. That's how you get acquainted with His voice. His voice is right there in the Scriptures. The more you read and feed on the Scriptures, the more acclimated you become to the voice of God in your life. And as you get quiet, as you listen, God will speak to you. God will reveal Himself to you. So I want to encourage you today. Church, take courage in the midst of turbulence. We are going to fulfill our assignment. What's on the other side? There's souls on the other side. There's salvation on the other side for people. There's healing for people's bodies. There's a greater manifestation of God's power and presence to be displayed in and through us as a church. There's so many good, th good things waiting for us on the other side of turbulence. Don't let turbulence paralyze you. Stand up and exercise your authority in Christ. So let me give you, let me bring to conclusion what I want you to take away from this message today. The Lord wants us to take courage. 
What should you be doing during times of turbulence? Number one, exercise your authority in the name of Jesus. Rebuke fear. That's an unseen spirit. Rebuke it in Jesus' name. And speak peace to your circumstances. Speak peace over your marriage. Speak peace to your circumstances. Speak peace to your finances and your relationships that are in your life. Number two, listen and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. How do you get to that place? Well, you got to pray up so you can perceive what's ahead in your life. The Holy Spirit will show us things which are to come. He'll paint a picture of what's ahead of us, and it's always something good. The question is, are you listening? Are, have you put yourself in a place of prayer where you're becoming sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you're getting quiet and you're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life? And then finally, let's keep our eyes on our assignment. Let's not get paralyzed with what's going on around us. Recognize you and I have a Jesus assignment. What's on the other side of your trouble? What's on the other side of your turbulence? I know for me, there's healing on the other side. There's miracles on the other side. There's salvation and harvest on the other side. There's fresh outpourings of the Holy Spirit, His presence and His power on the other side. And that's what I'm looking forward to see. You know, I want to just close with this little illustration that uh, goes back a few years when a, a, a friend of mine took, us, took my family and I out to go whale watching. And, you know, it was particularly kind of an a, a, a overcast day and we were going out northeast of Gloucester and we went out for over an hour. We were trying to find a spot to see some whales. And unfortunately, you know, the waves were getting pretty tall and, and unfortunately I made the mistake of going to the top of the boat and as I'm looking out with others, I mean, the waves are going way up and the ship's going up and, and I, I'm losing my equilibrium. I feel like I'm, I'm going to toss my cookie. So I went down to the boat, went inside the boat. It just still wasn't feeling well. And then I went out to the side of the boat and sat on one of the chairs on the side of the boat. And I fixed my eyes on the horizon. And that's what enabled me to, to calm my queasy stomach. I fixed my eyes on my destination. Church, I want to encourage you to fix your eyes on the destination that God has for your life. You're part of a great company, International Family Church. The assignment that God has for us is bigger than all of us. But as we attach our faith to God and His Word and stay connected with one another, we will make it to the other side and see the wonderful promises and things God has made available to us coming to pass. And so I want to encourage you to take courage today. Be of good cheer. Be of good comfort. All those phrases speak of us taking courage. Take courage and be strong and stand up in your boat. Use your authority. Speak to the things around you. Hear the voice of God and follow after His voice and know that He's going to bring you to the other side. Well, I hope this message really encourages you to take your stand today because we're all part of something wonderful and something great. Even though we're in a time of turbulence, God's going to bring us through to the other side. Perhaps you're watching today and you're going through your own personal turbulence in life and 
you're new to watching Church on Home, and perhaps this is the first time you've seen a broadcast like this, and, and you hear this message about Jesus and the supernatural and faith in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and His voice, and what's all that mean? Well, I want you to know that God loves you, that Jesus wants to come into your life, that He wants you to experience the supernatural, the impossible being made possible. He wants to do something wonderful in your life. My question is to, to you is, do you know Him? Will you accept Him into your life? I want to give you an opportunity today to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is the Son of God. That's what the disciples discovered. And He wants to be God in your life. Will you accept Him today? Will you open up your heart and acknowledge Him that He, Jesus, is who He said He was? He is the Son of God, and He's coming again to establish His kingdom here on earth. I want to encourage you to open your heart to Jesus. Would you allow me to lead you in a prayer? Just say this simple prayer right where you're at. Say, God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Be Lord of my life. And Lord, from this day forward, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we believe you've been born again. The Holy Spirit has taken up residence in your heart and you have the promise of a bright future because now Jesus is in your boat. I want to encourage you to connect with us. You can do that by connecting us with the, uh, on, on the chat box there. We'd love to connect with you and give you resources and materials to tell you about what's next in your life. God loves you and He has a plan for your life. Thank you for watching today. Now, I want to just pray a general prayer for us as believers for International Family Church. Let's, let's just make a decision to stand up and take courage and be bold for God in the midst of our turbulence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today that we have the strength and the courage to stand up in our situations and circumstances and boldly speak to those unseen forces and speak peace to the circumstances around us. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke fear in our lives. And we speak peace to our homes and our families. We speak peace to our finances and our careers. And Father, we thank you today that Jesus is in our boat. So today, we're going to take courage because Jesus, if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus, we thank you that you're in our boat and that you're going to bring us to the other side. We, Father, bless you and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.